The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Assalamu alaikum and a very good morning to you. It's 10 o'clock exactly, Monday 14th of January and you're listening to me, Shamiza, on Inspire FM, the Urban Cube show. We're going live and direct all the way up to 12 o'clock this morning, beaming out to the wonderful people across Luton surrounding areas as well as Peterborough, Sheffield and Nottingham this morning. A massive big hearty salam to all our listeners. would love to find out where you're tuning in from and what you're actually doing this morning. I hope you've had an absolutely awesome weekend. I sure have. I'll be sharing a little bit of my adventures with you uh, very shortly, but I'd love to find out what you've been getting up to now. I'm sure in that you're in the swing of things. We have come through the holiday, the, the wonderful festive holiday, back into norm, the world of normality, whatever that means, um, getting the children back to school and getting back to work and all that stuff. Um, would love to find out what you're doing this morning. Well, naturally, I'm sat here conversing with you, lovely lot. Um, If you'd like to join us with any of the conversations this morning and you know what to do, call us on 01582481822. But generally, WhatsApps are very greatly appreciated and I always look forward to reading them out. So that's on 07779481822. So if you'd like to WhatsApp um, and join in with any of the conversations this morning, then please feel free to do so on 07779481822. Now, this show is all about motivating you on Mondays and to get you through the week with some creative, inspirational journeys of some awesome guests I have either live in the studio or over the phone. Now my guests in the studio will be over the phone inshallah later on after 10.35. I'll be joined by two absolutely amazing sisters who are going to be talking to us about their passion for creativity but also charity work as well. Today is we're on the show, we're celebrating National Charity Week. And the way we're doing that is we're going to be getting one of our own presenters to actually make an announcement on the show. He's actually giving us the um the details of a winter campaign that we ran just before, well, in 2018, actually, just before the uh, before December, we started, or whilst in December, we actually launched a winter warm campaign with um, a local charity, the Luton Food Bank. And we made a request, we made a request to you wonderful listeners to actually help us support with some food parcels. Now, we had a number that we were quite nervous about, well, we were convinced, we we were confident, but we were a little bit sort of a little nervous, like, will we be able to meet that target? Well, actually, we exceeded the target. Goodness me, we exceeded the target. And I'll tell you exactly what that target is, but slightly later on, and we'll get the man himself who launched the Winter Warm Campaign on the show to tell us exactly what that is. I'm so excited and I'm so proud to actually be part of Inspire FM's campaign, um, but more so proud the fact that you guys enabled this to happen. Mashallah, lots is going to be happening across Inspire FM. We're going to be lo- launching a lot more campaigns. And as always, the only way this can be made possible is with the love and support from our community across Luton surrounding areas and across the country because we don't just beam out to Luton surrounding areas. We also reach out to the beautiful people listening in from Peterborough and um, 
from Sheffield as well. So Sheffield, our sister station there um, that we beam out to uh, is Link FM. And also we've got Salam Radio, the very awesome Salam Radio in Peterborough. Now, do feel free to get in contact with me today because the show's topic is what does charity mean to you? What does charity mean to you? Um, and I'd love to find out what your thoughts are on this on 07779481822. Now, as I've already mentioned, we are marking National Charity Week on Inspire FM. And as we're asking you, what does charity mean to you? We're going to be catching up with Bro- Brother Tarek from the Rise and Shine Show. You'll all know his voice. And we will be sharing how the Luton community helped raise a staggering amount of money which we're so proud to announce. And we'll be talking so much more about this with him himself. Um, And this was for the Luton Food Bank. We're also going to be joined by international business consultant, Sadaf Chowdhury. She's a local mother. She's an entrepreneur. And she's somebody very passionate about charity. And she will be talking to us about a campaign and also why she's shining the light on girls' illiteracy in Pakistan. We're also going to be getting some wholesome food guidance with qualified clinical nutritionist and author of Sacred Sunnah Superfoods, which is actually an illustrated guide to Quranic foods. And that's no other than Karima Bint Daud. She'll be joining us um, after 11 as well to talk to us about this very informative but very creative book, which is using... uh, um, Quranic Sunnah foods, but also enabling you to colour in too. What interesting combination. Now you get to hear all of it on where the Urban Cube show, leaving, uh, which is beaming live and direct all the way across Luton surrounding areas. We're also um, on Facebook Live. There is no live footage of what's going on in the studio but we do have um, the audio playing. Now the show is repeated 8pm today and we also are on Podbean and we're accessible on web as well so there's no way you can get away from not listening to this show. Now feedback is always always welcomed on this show remember folks this show is about engaging inspiring but also getting um, you guys involved as well so inshallah Um, And we're going to be finding out what more is happening on the show this morning with no other than Brother Tarek. Now, Brother Tarek is a voice that you're very familiar with. He's the heart and soul of the Rise and Shine show, which you get to hear every morning from 7 till 9 o'clock, mashallah. He's always bright and early. I don't know how he actually does it. He's always so super, super chirpy. But you know, on my show, he just seems his energy level seems to be a little bit flatter. Now I can understand why it's because he spends, what is it, two, three hours in in the morning preparing that show, Rise and Shine show. And that's the, that's just an awesome show to listen into. I mean, I'm allowed to say it, right? <laughs> I am part of the team, but I do enjoy listening to his show because he does help me wake up in the morning and keeps me quite informed about what's going on around the community. And one thing that's really, really apparent about his show is the fact that the way he engages with the community. Um, so, without further ado, Assalamu alaikum, Brother Tariq. Welcome, Salam. How are you, Shumaiza? I'm very, very well. I'm even more better with this absolutely fantastic news that I actually saw in the papers, the local press. Um, I saw a lovely feature celebrating um, not just the wonderful work of the Family Fun Day that was held in Dallow Community Centre a couple of weeks ago, but also in big font, the actual amount of money 
that was raised. Oh my goodness, for the winter campaign for Luton Food Bank. Tell us more. What was that amount of money? It was, uh, I think the exact amount was 10,500 something. Wow. Uh, but it was, it, it was, it was an amazing amount and uh, Alhamdulillah, I just like her to our dear brother Amr who actually uh, put that report together from Food Bank and uh, sent it through to the papers. Uh, to be honest, but, uh, I mean, as you know, with uh, every year when we do our winter campaigns, we always exceed our targets uh, and uh, do great work with the, the support of our listeners. Uh, but we, we really uh, kind of get it published in the papers and stuff. But this time uh, with brother Amr, of course, with the Food Bank, uh, with that background of journalism, he actually put that press release together for us. Alhamdulillah, it was in the papers. Uh, and to be honest, I was a bit surprised uh, that it was in the papers because I was aware that the press release is taking place but it wasn't due to be in until the following week so when I actually had a whatsapp come through from someone saying well done uh, and I saw the picture of the the actual paper and I was like okay so it's already out so alhamdulillah it was uh, was a pleasant surprise surprise. it It was was a nice surprise wow but I was so pleasantly surprised by the amount because I wasn't aware that that was the amount but you've actually exceeded that 10,500 because I remember we being a little bit nervous when we actually launched it you announced it um, on Monday morning and then we kind of plugged it on my show um, which was really really awesome it was really fantastic to do so but there was this conversation that we had like do you think we'll meet be able to meet that target do you think people have enough money to actually give up because times are tough and what was our target originally our target was five thousand pounds and uh, exactly what you said when i when i initially spoke to uh, and had a meeting with brother Amr and and sister salma uh, from the food bank it was those questions around uh, we obviously want to help as many families yes. as possible uh, but the problem being uh, coming up to the end of december a lot of people do have that problem of thinking well sometimes people have holidays planned mm-hmm. uh, the end of the you mean the, the end of the holiday period there's always costs uh, of all so sorts. many costs all the it bills is. seem so, to pile up so and it's winter so therefore exactly. our electricity bills i mean our heating bills water bills are going to be a little bit slightly exactly. higher. and warm clothes don't are not cheap exactly so you've got a new wardrobe as well to kind of Definitely. finance exactly so there's, there's loads of costs and again we're take, taking all those things into consideration it's always a challenge to to ask people for money and especially because uh throughout Ramadan, after Ramadan, there's loads of times where we ask the listeners for money. So it was, it was one of those ones... You're always we... asking, Brother Tari, what is wrong with you? But the listeners don't stop giving, so alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah you so, know Which what? is amazing. And to be honest, when we initially started, I was thinking the £5,000 target would be difficult. But I, yeah. I, I, I thought we'll make it. And to be honest, I didn't actually feel it much because I had the daily targets of £1,000 yeah. per day. And, and I you was were actually, relentless. I was actually meeting them during my my show I, so, I was so which excited was, yeah, hearing about so, that because we you, you launched it in the morning and then by the time you know my show started you're like oh we've already exceeded I'm like what that was quick exactly so. is it you brother Tarek is it you is it the way you kind of reach out to the community <laughs> what is it I mean you know mashallah every year you've kind of smashed that target how, mm. how, how do you do it how does mm, it happen not at all it's not me at all to be honest anybody else who uh, would sit on that chair uh, I hope and I pray that we'll get the same results uh, is pure the fact that the Luton community regardless of what people may say around the world we are amazing uh, and alhamdulillah the, the Luton community you need to repeat that again the Luton, I didn't hear you <laughs> the Luton community is absolutely amazing uh, and honestly uh, there's, there's times where you think to yourself there are so many so many things out there uh, so many different charities so many different projects and so many and what, what we actually don't tend to realise unless we actually have these conversations I will have I will have loads of conversations with loads of business uh, businessmen 
gentlemen around Luton and say, uh, I, actually, I actually did a bit of a cheeky one uh, when with the, with this food bank one. We were on just, I think, just under £9,000. Uh, and, and I spoke to Salma and I said, we're on about 9000 Do you think we can hit ten? And she was like, I'm not sure, but it doesn't really make a difference because we've done really well. I go, but I really want to hit that ten. I think I mean, if you can help I mean, another 50 families, that would be really good if you could do that. Uh, so what I did was I created a WhatsApp group with all the different uh, businesses in Luton and I said, can I get 10 people uh-huh. to, uh, to to basically allocate £100 each so I can get to my target of 10000 And Alhamdulillah, within, I would say, within an hour or two mm-hmm. of putting that message together, there was 10 people on that list. And Alhamdulillah, we reached that uh, that that £1,000 uh, to get to our overall target of 10000 And when I was speaking to these people, uh, what you get to, what you don't get to sometimes hear about, you mean, on on air and obviously, I mean, in various different features is that each of these businesses have either got their own charities set up right. where they're helping or they're regularly helping certain mm-hmm. charities. I only found out recently there's a couple of businesses in Luton who are actually, Christ Aid, for example, it's a local charity we work with. They've got a warehouse uh, uh, just off Toddington Road and there's certain businesses who actually take the expense of running that whole warehouse for the whole year. So there's businesses out there who are who are constantly doing things mm-hmm. but yet when we knock on that door and w- one brother actually said to me uh, on the actual group and I, he said listen I do too, so much charity all year round but because you have asked I will still give and it's like it's, it's, that, it's literally that feeling it's Brother Luton. Tariq that's what this is all about now Brother Tariq it is International um, Charity Week we are celebrating it I thought International Charity Week happened a couple of weeks ago, but it seems to have come round again. Have I got this correct? Is it national or is it international? It's uh, it's National Charity Awareness Week. Ah, so it's uh, the wording slightly yeah. different. Yeah, so it's Charity okay. Awareness Week uh, rather than Charity Week itself. Okay. The, the actual Charity Week you're referring to, the one that was uh, initially, uh, I think our dear brother Bilal, who actually yeah. uh, initiated it uh, oh, through Islamic okay. Relief, That's that takes place around about, uh, I think, mid-October, end of October. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, th- this this is actually a National Charity Awareness Week. Uh, and more, more, to do, uh, I mean, more to do with awareness around charity and charitable projects and getting involved uh, with charity and again this is why uh, uh, to be honest it goes nicely hand in hand uh, with the Inspire from Winter campaign yeah. uh, and the awareness of that and and there's loads of there's loads of different charity projects going on. I actually had a message coming in one in the morning show this morning uh, about uh, Empowering Education uh, it's, a, it's a local uh, organisation who actually is opening its doors uh, every Thursday evenings uh, for uh, for the homeless to come and have uh, a hot drink so Alhamdulillah this, this is a beautiful initiative I actually Fantastic. had another brother, uh, uh, Gio's uh, Pizza in, in Dunstable Place. Mm-hmm. He turned around and said, if there's any homeless people out there, more than welcome to come in and have a bite to eat. So all these various little mm-hmm. small charity mm-hmm. incentives uh, are always happening, alhamdulillah. And there's loads of people out there doing so much. And one thing that uh, we can do as a radio station is, is promote that. That's what we're all about, um, promoting this awareness um, locally and nationally and um, it's lovely to actually get responses from our listeners and especially we've just had one lovely message um, Assalamu alaikum Shmaiza and Brother Tarek listening to your show from my office in High Wycombe well done to Brother Tarek and Inspire FM team for raising money for Food Bank and that's from Brother Adnan um, in Luton who travels to High Wycombe I believe to work so thank you so very much Brother Adnan I hope you're having a fantastic get- day um, and thank you for taking your time out to contact us this morning so yeah thank you um, to all the listeners, goodness me, like um, it is about raising awareness, and yeah. that's what our role is to make sure that we 
engage and inspire our listeners to not just give but also be part of something yeah, and definitely. It, there's, a, there's a family feeling isn't it yeah um, definitely and, and and that's what the whole objective is is to keep that relationship building and we become come together as communities as a family now it is raising awareness for for charity and the question I'm asking our listeners this morning is like what does charity mean to you and how can we further raise awareness of um, um, charitable acts um so, Prophet Tarek, I mean, what advice or guidance or experiences do you have in your understanding of charity um, from when you began? Because you've had a very interesting um, background in volunteering and supporting charity. And one particular charity is Vogue, Friends of Bright Eyes, that yeah. I followed for many a year when I moved to Luton. And I've noticed that a lot of our youngsters who are now martial arts have grown because I've watched them grow. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems to be a wonderful grounding place for them to develop those skills and mindset and become a lot more mindful Definitely. and I've noticed that with a lot of our brothers and sisters who've done exceptionally well in the future in their professional lives they've all actually come from volunteering at Phobe am I is, is this coincidental or is this no no not, not at all Fr- Friends of Bright Eyes uh, or known as Phobe as you mentioned uh, an amazing charity Marshall, very very close to my heart again I've been volunteering for them uh, I think it was 2004 or 2005 when I started initially so uh, uh, it's a long time ago, uh, and Alhamdulillah, uh, it was uh, it was by chance I was actually uh, uh, volunteered by someone to actually step in for a couple of weeks while he was on holiday, uh, and and I, I and I didn't look back to be honest. And, and to be honest, Friends of Bright Eyes is is is, is, a, is a charity, obviously, in Luton. All the charities. One thing I will definitely uh, I mean, uh, uh, say from my own personal experience, and of course, I'm sure many people will probably agree with this. There are so many skills uh, that you will actually pick up as an individual individual when you go to these charities because every charity has a way of doing things uh, and again uh, you will pick up the various different skill sets to organizing events uh, to uh, people management skills and all sorts of skills uh, when, when working with charities and one thing uh, that a lot of people sometimes uh, sometimes kind of have, I mean, the image they have in their mind when they think of charity is that I need to donate money mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily always the case uh, charities are very very welcoming and this uh, the, the, the volunteering part of uh, uh, I mean, uh, part in charity it's a massive massive sector mm-hmm. uh, and I think this is something that uh, listeners should really take into account if you are somebody who's sitting out there who does have a few hours spare in the evening maybe mm-hmm. on the weekend then utilize that time and, and do something do something to make a difference in somebody else's life and i think this is mm-hmm. when you ask that question what does charity mean to you uh, to be honest that's the, the the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, we are always doing things for ourselves we are working for ourselves we will you mean cook for ourselves for example we'll go out there and buy something for ourselves it's uh, you mean the the, uh, the whole onus around doing things either for ourselves or for our family the, what i what, the way i see charity is doing something for someone else with with no real kind of mm-hmm. expectation mm-hmm. of receiving anything back apart from of course a reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I think that's what really uh, charity is and that doesn't have to be financial that could be volunteering for someone that could literally be helping somebody cross the road for example it could literally be like uh, this Saturday and I was saying I mean it's charity awareness week and I had no plans whatsoever Mm -hmm. when I left work this Friday that I had anything planned charitable this weekend but then I was I was uh, approached by uh, local masjid Medina masjid where they had uh, had, uh, raised money for 22 homeless packs 
So mm-hmm. Saturday evening, uh, one of our local brothers, Maksud, said, what are you doing now? Are you free? And I said, yeah, I'm free. And he said, okay, let's go Let's go and find out if there's any homeless people out there. Mm-hmm. So 10 p.m. Saturday evening, we're walking around town centre. And subhanAllah, the, the, the amount of, uh, and we, I mean, obviously it's really cold at 10 o'clock in the evening. Uh, and the amount of smiles that you get on these people's faces. There was one guy, Swanla, and his conversation really stuck in my mind. He was actually, he's, I think he's been homeless for a few weeks now, and he was saying, today has really been a good day for me. And I was like, okay, why? And this is somebody who's homeless, and he's saying, I mean, today's really been a good day for me. Because in one of the local supermarkets, the security guard said to him, yep, you can go, to, you, can, you can use the toilets. And he was allowed to use the showers there, and he goes, I was able to wash and clean myself, and I feel really fresh. And now... Uh, I was thinking, where am I going to sleep today? Because he was saying, I actually gave my sleeping bag to my friend because he didn't have one. So I was thinking maybe he can sleep in the sleeping bag today. I'll find some way and I'll maybe find some cardboard and stuff. And when he saw us and he was saying, today has been a, a really good day for me because you guys have given me this. I was wondering where I was going to sleep. And do you know what? It's it's a real uh, eye-opener for me, to be honest. Thinking, That's humbling. Exactly. Uh, so to be honest, it's, it's, a, it's a real eye-opener for me knowing the fact that we will have something to eat at lunchtime or whenever we want, snacking all the time. And the worst thing is, our biggest concern is, uh, I need to watch the calories that I'm eating. How am I going to take this weight off? Do you sometimes think that it's like people's main concern nowadays is like, oh my gosh, the battery life on our mobile phone. The battery is about to run out. (laughs) Exactly. To be honest, you're right. It's it's laughable, the kind of concerns that we have in this life. But when you see people like that out there and you, you... it really puts things into perspective that, yeah. because you're not talking about Yemen or you're not talking about mm. uh, you mean uh, Gaza or, or you mean Africa somewhere where people are living like this. And I'm sure there's there's people struggling all over the world, and they've got you mean uh, there's there's many people who need a lot of help. But at your doorstep, this mm. is outside the mall. You're talking about people who even right now, I'm sure there's people who might already have gone to town and maybe listening to us on the way back. Maybe people on the way to town. These are people at our doorstep who are sleeping rough because they don't have anywhere to go it was a very um very heartbreaking sight to see the number of mattresses that are actually placed in doorways um across the town in sort of derelict spaces and that those mattresses are actually getting soaked in the rain and they're being you know infested of course by uh the debris and they're amongst the clutter and then people are actually having to sleep on that and that mattress is the only comfort Really, and that's actually worth its weight in gold for many people. Yeah, definitely. Um, it can, you know, your story was extremely humbling. The fact that you're there, assuming that it's just going to be a bit of warm food. That's all, you know. That's all we can offer. But he yeah. gave you a story. Exactly. He kind of changed your perspective slightly, which is extraordinary. But the fact that this man, the simple things in his life, or he takes each second exactly. as a blessing, and and to to give up his sleeping bag. Exactly. Somebody else. I mean, how more grateful and how more beautiful can that be? Um, do you know what happened to that gentleman? Is there anything, any other support that he was given after? Or I mean, he, does it make it very hard for somebody like yourself when you come across experiences like on, this? To be honest, when we were actually speaking to them, we were trying to uh, have a bit of a conversation with them, maybe give them a, uh, even a few minutes. Of, to, to be honest, literally get, walking around that town, we were there for a couple of hours on Saturday evening uh, and trying to see if we can help them in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few of them, their, their, their situations were where they had family issues, a couple mm-hmm. of, I think that this 
that mm. particular gentleman, he said he had actually uh, broken up with his wife, uh, and he, I mean, he, he in, due to that eventuality, he goes, I was uh, going from sofa to sofa, from friends to family, yeah. uh, and eventually ended up on the streets a mm. couple of weeks ago. Uh, so again, each, each individual's uh, situation is different, but I think what really kind of, uh, you mean, uh, uh, made me think, and uh, made me smile, to be honest, uh, was the fact that the, how they look out for each other, yeah. and I think it's, it's, it's that kind of sense where wow. there was one particular uh, uh, a group of people, there's actually four or five just outside the actual uh, uh, town hall itself. Mm-hmm. I've never noticed this, but the town hall, uh, just above the steps, there's like a curved wall on both sides, mm-hmm. and it's a really nice kind of, uh, uh, no, I wouldn't say really nice, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a, a, a hidden away kind of right. spot where for homeless, for, for, for them, it was like this is an ideal spot because you're protected by the wind, right. and there was like two in each corner, and there was, uh, when we gave the pack, uh, the, the lady uh, that was there, she was literally calling out saying, uh, they, I mean, can you, to the, to the various different homeless guys, because mm-hmm. when people, when they're walking around, you can't tell whether they're homeless or not. Uh, obviously, it was only the people that were on the floor uh, mm-hmm. lying down, or you mean, maybe you mean uh, mm-hmm. sitting on, uh, on on cardboard boxes and stuff. Because and they were calling each other wow. saying, oh, make sure you give, he gets the pack, oh, make sure yes. he gets the pack, right. making sure that nobody misses out. And I think that was really nice to see. Mm-hmm. There was another, uh, I think it was a Russian gentleman mm-hmm. who was saying yesterday, a friend of mine, uh, uh, he's actually, uh, uh, you mean, got a house, a shared accommodation, and he allowed me to sleep on his sofa. Uh, but at the moment, he's really struggling because uh, he's got a young one. He's got two young kids and his wife, and uh, they're really struggling because there's no milk in the house, nothing. So we went over to the shop, bought him some milk, tea mm-hmm. bags, some sugar and stuff. And he was so grateful. And he was, and all he could say was, my friend's going to be so happy. And it, it was so beautiful to be able to put uh, wow. so, I mean, smiles on these people, on, on people in our town, uh, on their faces. And you mentioned smile. You've mentioned this word a number of times, and even the gentleman that you met uh, earlier on, the story that you're telling us, smile. I mean, smiling is a form of charity. It's considered of course. sunnah. And the fact that you're just giving that can make actually uplift somebody's emotions because we don't know what people are going through. Exactly. Um, and just kindness of words is an act of charity. And I think we need to be a lot more kinder in the way we approach and, yep. and, and, and have, have give a few smiles away. Um, if you're walking about um, after this or, or out and about today... Smile. I think that's one thing I'd like to say, you know, yeah, most connect, definitely. communicating with people, connecting with people or just an absolute stranger. Um, just smile at them. I think it does make a difference. We're heading off to the break, folks. Um, just want to say um, that we are going to be still c- carrying on with the conversation around charity. It's Charity Awareness Week and asking you, what does charity mean to you and how to raise awareness? We're going off to a break. Join me straight after this. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz and you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast. a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning, good morning, good morning and assalamu alaikum. How are you this morning? Um, I'm having a wonderful start to this wonderful Monday morning and more so because I'm in your company. So thank you for joining me um, for tuning in to Inspire FM's The Urban Cube Show, which is positively inspiring the communities this morning with our discussion around charity because it is National Charity Awareness Week and we've had the absolute pleasure of listening to Brother Tarek this morning sharing with us the grander figure of £10,000. Yes, £10,000 has been raised with the Winter Warm campaign um, and that has been 
all down to you beautiful, beautiful, generous people who have been listening into the show and helping support <laughs> us with this absolutely wonderful campaign to making sure that the local people of Luton do not go hungry across the winter via the Luton, um, Luton Food Bank, mashallah. So thank you so very much for doing that. The question I'm asking all our listeners this morning, be that Luton surrounding areas, Peterborough or Sheffield or Nottingham, is, you know, what... What does charity mean to you? And how can you make more people charitable? Because it is a Charity Awareness Week. Um, that's what we're aiming to do, to kind of make more people charitable. But what does it mean to you? Now, on today's show, I'm going to be joined by two tremendous sisters um, who are using their positive energy, their light, their passion and commitment to faith to raise more awareness of giving to others. And one sister who is tremendous in doing so, so she's used her creative passion, her energy and her love uh, for the almighty in the core of all her work is no other than the absolutely delightful, the very, very delightful a voice, delightful voice as well. It's a voice and a face that you may recognize because she has been a guest on the show in the past. And um, she is joining me this morning all the way from London, mashallah, over the phone to talk to us about wholesome food guidance. Yes, wholesome food guidance. Something I think we all need. Um, I hope you'd agree with that because it's a new year, new start, good mental well-being, good nutritional diet. But if you can make it sooner, that's even better. Um, and she is a qualified clinical nutritionist and she's the author of a very exciting and very inspiring book. I'm really, really quite intrigued to find out more. It's called Sacred Sunnah Superfoods uh, Super and it's an illustrated guide to Quranic foods. Wow, that just sounds so remarkably unique. I'm sure you are eager to find out more. <laughs> it's no other than the very awesome Karima bin Daud. Assalamu alaikum, sister. Walaikum salam atalahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair. You're a real Toastmaster. MC Shamaiza, mashallah. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's woken me up. But this is what this show's about, Sister Karima. You're somebody that's uh, remarkable in the work that you do. With You know, you used nutrition um, and taken it to the next level. You've actually used nutrition and turned it into a colouring book. You've added um, elements of Islam in there as well. And you've, you've You've juggled it all together and now you're launching this beautiful book because you're not, um, this is not the first uh, book that you've been an author of. Um, we're going to talk no, a little... my li- other book is um, Heavenly Bites, mm-hmm. The Best of Muslim Home Cooking and that's an eclectic book of food from different Muslim countries, Bengali, Pakistani, Pakistani biryani and it's Moroccan food. It's published by Cube mm-hmm. but this second book I decided to publish it myself so if people are interested then they can contact com website and then there's more information of how they can get their hands on a copy inshallah. Mm-hmm. Food is entirely soul food for many and your food is um, takes another take on this because you're actually looking at not just being a soul food but very spiritual and linking it back to the sunnah mashallah. Tell us more Sister Karima because that sounds really quite well, interesting. I've always had a passion for everything natural. You know I'm a revert to Islam and I used to do things like bury my hamster with rose petals and all that kind of thing. So 
my whole sort of nature, God consciousness was mm-hmm. always there. And then coming, I was always interested in food. Wherever I went in the world, I was always asking, how do you make this? And, you know, just the, the sort of the whole complexity of different cultures. And then along the way, after the first book, I thought, what should I do? Should I train to be a chef or should I train to be a nutritionist? And I thought, we've got too many chefs already. And I could see by the mm-hmm. grace of Allah that the problems of obesity and heart disease mm-hmm. um, were really getting big, even like 10 years ago. SubhanAllah, Allah says in the Quran, I gave you eyes for seeing, ears for hearing, heart for feeling, and what little thanks do you give? And when you start thanking Allah every day for these things, then Allah increases your perception. Mashallah. So my vision to be able to notice what was going on as a trend at least 10 years ago uh, inspired me to study clinical nutrition. Mm-hmm. And then I, from the beginning of being a Muslim, I was given a book um, the prophetic medicine book 18 years ago and I was like oh wow because I was a Rasta before so Rasta's mm-hmm. always like into should be into um you know natural medicine this clean eating sorry clean like clean eating clean eating mm-hmm. yeah clean eating um but it's kind of with with uh, with what I'm doing yeah definitely clean eating and whole foods mm-hmm. are chronic foods so the mm-hmm. whole sort of media thing around whole foods started really being big about five years ago I'd say seven years ago but when you get into Islamic medicine for example when you make a salad dressing put with lemon put all of the lemon in the rind the pith the seeds Ooh. and everything because as you study it there's an Egyptian scholar from back in the days Asiuti Rahimullah and he tells you that the different energy the temperaments of the different parts of the lemon are actually all complementary wow. to the way that Allah has made things they are the true whole mm. food Wow. And this book is not just educating us with um, Sunnah superfoods, but also getting people to kind of relax as well. And it's colouring. So why why the combination of recipes, education, um, informing people and colouring? Mm. Um, I must say, um, it's only like three recipes. This is a nutritional mm. coloring book. Right. So the information there is more based on nutrition because mm. one of the trends in cooking that I see now, things are getting simpler. Right. Things are getting simpler. So people think, oh, I can't cook. You can cook. Mm. Just put some salmon on the griddle. You mm. don't need to whack loads of sauce over it. You know, If you know the properties of these foods, things can get simple, number one. Number two, I've got an art degree from Central St. Martins and my tutors used to say, oh, your work is very illustrative. I was a fine art degree, so I didn't know. Sometimes it was a compliment, sometimes it was a criticism. And I love art. SubhanAllah, I love art. And and there was a whole trend, you know, of colouring books um, that was out. And I thought, I can do this. I can mm. do this like like a piece of cake, really. It's really easy for me. So it's it's therapeutic. It's relaxing. But it's a really good way to um, love Allah's mm. creation. Like there's beautiful pictures in the books mm. of pomegranates. And they're all botanically correct. So the flowers, what the flowers of the fruit look like, what are the different stages of the fruit till it comes into being. But they're beautiful drawings, mashallah. And, and I'm going to um, say so as well, because I have seen illustrations of the book. Um, I have seen it on your Facebook page. Um, and we're going to share your handles with our listeners. And it oh, is really, yeah, and it's really it. is beautiful. And I just love how innovative you are, Sister Karima, because you've actually fused uh, your your faith and your talent. You ha- you know you're still feeding that in, and it's such a clever way of putting things together. It's very holistic. That's what I found it to yeah. be quite holistic. Because 
because colouring is a very relaxing mm. means mm. of um, therapy. Whether you do it by hand, mm. whether you do it with felt tips, whether you do it on the computer, because I colour a lot of the stuff in the last thing that I put up onto Facebook, the Alar one, the black and colourful one, uh, that's all done on the computer. I mean, it's not ideal because it's kind of screen time still, mm. um, but I still find it relaxing because it uses a different part of the brain. Mm. And mm. This, is, this is important that we step out of, you know, the usual. I don't know a lot about this, but I know that colouring definitely uses a different part of the brain and it's coming. But what I would say is my inspiration based on what you are saying about me is, um, you know, use the talents that Allah has given us to promote Islamic lifestyle because mm -hmm. especially what's going on with the youth these days, we need to show that Islam is an attractive lifestyle. We're still having fun, Shemaiza. You mm -hmm. are. I know you are, mashallah. I'm still having fun, <laughs> mashallah. And we promote Islam not just on the outside but on the inside. We're praying. We're setting a good example to people of what it means to be a Muslim at the end of the day. And that's attractive. And we have to keep promoting this by using our talents in all these different fields to show the younger generation you can still have life and have fun and enjoy yourself but have good company doing good things that are good for your mind body and soul now my dear sister you don't just um illustrate and write and author books you're actually very out on the street as well you're taking yeah, your message <laughs> of goodness and kindness um through a wonderful charitable act which you've been doing for many a year it's not How, something you've yeah. done overnight How via a uh ongoing project um Karima Cuisina which goes on to feed the need and it's feeding the homeless and needy across London mm. mashallah but with good healthy wholesome yeah. food yeah we started initially because um a politician when politicians want attention they normally start attacking the carbies and one politician I won't say who he was um said that Muslim women are oppressed and we thought that's not right we're not oppressed. Mm -hmm. And uh, we thought Allah tells us to feed the needy. And uh, we're all foodies. Karim's Cuisina is our charity. Mm -hmm. And we're all like foodies. We love food. And Allah says they give food in spite of their love for it. And we thought we're going to get out on the street and we're going to, without saying a word, we're not going to, you know, without saying anything to say that we're um, not oppressed, just the fact that we're out on the streets of central London on a Friday night giving out food is going to make people think, what are those Muslims doing? What are those Muslim women doing? Mm -hmm. So that's how we started it. And we made a point from the very beginning. And that's one of the reasons I believe that our work has continued by the grace of Allah is that we put the emphasis on quality. We weren't interested in feeding as many people as possible uh, cheap, nasty food. Uh, we were interested in feeding homeless people good quality food. So brown rice, we do vegan, we do uh, halal meat, we use fresh herbs, everything's fresh apart from the tomatoes we use in the curry. Um, and by the grace of Allah, I believe that it's that quality. And the homeless people come up to us and they tell us, we, you put love in this food. And we said, how do you know that? Like, how do you know that? They said, but because we tell people, bring us like a soggy pasta. Oh, gosh. 
think also you know Shemiza when mm. you go out to a restaurant somewhere if people cut like big chunks of carrot you know like you're having tagine and it's all mm. chunky mm-hmm. and you think mm, they didn't really care when they were doing this they were just mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. like knocking it out but we don't knock it out because we think if you give a homeless people a nice cooked mo- meal it will give them that homely feeling mm. it might inspire them to go home in to miss home because there's so many stories why people are homeless that isn't one story there's many different stories wow and those stories i mean you must have a wealth of them because i'm sure they actually are not the food kind of enables them to give you trust as well so how how do you you know you're you're tremendous in in the work that you do marshall how do you balance it all out i'm sure our listeners would be would want to know how you do this well, first of all, don't take on board too much. And I've got my mum, or, or like I'd say, confide in your mum, right? Because oh, they have more experience than uh-huh. us. And my mum goes, no, it's too much. You're not doing it this week. You've got too much. So don't take it on board. Don't bite off more than you mm-hmm. can chew, number one. Yeah. And so we only do it once every two weeks. <coughs> Excuse me. And we in Ramadan, we do it once every week. And it's a method and it depends on like your facilities. We have amazing volunteers, mashallah. I would say be very strict with volunteers to start with so they know that it's not just an opportunity to come and hang out somewhere and chat. I always say to them, excuse me, can you chat and do please? This is a time-specific activity. And if you lose volunteers because of your strictness, like obviously like one of my role models is Omar Ibn al-Kitab, if you lose volunteers because of this strictness, it's not a problem because Allah will send you other people that are serious. And the other thing is to value volunteers. So our volunteers get quite a lot of things. One of our trustees works for Lush, so they get things like Lush vouchers. um, And if we get given, for example, we got given, and loads of cashew nuts and loads of almonds a few weeks ago we gave most of it to a food bank and we gave some of it to our volunteers mm-hmm. so treat your volunteers um you know value them and share the booty with them as well so um that that's what i would say and stick to the principle of quality beautiful words of advice there because it's you know if we don't if we don't respect our volunteers then you know mm. how can we work together as a unit yeah. as a family and mm. they, they are giving free time it's free mm. time and energy mashallah mm. now i'm sure a lot of our listeners would want to know how to get in contact with you sister karima so do you have any social media handles and how can we access it's this beautiful book which is called if i can um mention sacred sunnah supper foods it's an illustrated I've done it again. <laughs> You've got food on the mind. You've got food on the mind. You must have had a nice supper last night. Sacred I did. Sunnah, I did. It was masaka. Superfoods. <laughs> Sacred Sunnah Superfoods. Yeah. And we called it that because it's very like rhythmic. Do you know what I mean? Like really, really rhythmic. But it's actually foods that are mentioned in the Quran. It's yeah. a nutritional colouring book. And the best way to get in touch with me is via the blog. Which Brilliant. Which is Karima's Cuisina. Uh-huh. And Cuisina is a Moroccan word which means kitchen. Yeah. So it's KarimaCuisina.com or I'm on Instagram and it's The Islamic Nutritionist with dots, dots in between the words, The Islamic Nutritionist. That's my Instagram and Facebook is Karima Bint Dode. But I think the easiest thing is if you put Karima's Cuisina, um, you can search and then you can find And Karima has got an H 
at the end of Karima. Fantastic. That's you're you're like so to... good at plugging yourself here because I am I'm I'm going bright red. <laughs> because I'm <laughs> that mistake I made, it made me giggle, no, but you no. but it's quite but funny. You know what I think? You know like Tony Robbins, he says, get your elevator get your elevator speech like in check. And you know what I'm like, I'm very direct anyway, so <laughs> succinct is like my middle name, isn't it? So it's like dig 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 bang bang bang. And that's how you have to be. Yeah, totally, with, totally. Yeah. Supper, sacred superfoods, sacred superfoods. Super Got it right, Do you know? Because I'm, point... I'm a dyslexic, so when I write things, I have to slow <laughs> down. And like, and what I did here is when I, um, I did get rid of the double p. That's what it is. Mm. So sacred sunnah superfoods, superfoods, super people. Yeah, super food. And if you because... don't know that now, by now, goodness me. <laughs> Because things like, for example, the bananas mentioned in mm. the Quran, and what we have done as Muslims, especially these young girls, they've taken what is sacred and made it mundane. And they've taken things that are mundane, like macaroons, yeah, and idolized them like they visit, they always Instagram them about these coffee shops they've visited and macaroons and cakes. But these things are really bad for you. They contain sugar, they right. contain flour, they mm-hmm. contain fats, and it won't hit these girls until maybe 20 years time but if they keep on going like this it's a one way to go to get diabetes and the things that are sacred like cucumber the the, the health properties mm-hmm. of cucumber are amazing and they're just finding out more and more now like with banana you can eat the peel I didn't even know that myself till recently you can actually put the peel of a banana in the smoothie and the health benefits of these things that Allah has mentioned in the Quran are amazing mm-hmm. and will do you so much more good than a macaroon. I'm not saying don't have sweets and cakes because anybody that knows me knows that I like a nice bit of Victoria sponge. But be mindful in what you're eating. If you know you had a bad day yesterday, then be good today. Do you know what I mean? Eat mm. clean today. Eat clean. Just self-accountability really is the core of Islam. And I think you've, you've raised quite an interesting word there. Be mindful. And this is what it's about. It's having that healthy balance and having understanding of what mm. is good for you and what's not good for you. And there's so much education out there. But there is also this conflict of social media. And when you have Instagram and all these pretty pictures, they're very, very tempting. Mm. Now, you you have mentioned your social media handles, mashallah, and you do have an Instagram page. And you're actually brilliant at photography. I love the images that you present of the food. Thank you. you, And it's always, it looks so yummy. Really, really does. Um, Once again, uh, Sister Karima, if you could give your handles out to anybody who's wanting to kind of follow your page or um, get in well, touch with you. I'd love people to I'd love people to really make themselves familiar with our blog mm. because it's got it's a treasure trove of information to do with nutrition and it's free. It's called karimascuisina.com. K oh, I'm not going to spell it out, but Karima with a K and an H on the end Karima's Cuisina, Cuisina, Moroccan and Spanish for kitchen karimascuisina.com, Instagram the Islamic.nutritionist and Facebook is Karima Bint Dode. But the blog is vital because there's so much information on there, Shamiza, that, you know, this, if you've got a cough, go on there, just type in the search engine at the bottom of the page, cough, lots of natural remedies. Some, mm-hmm. of, some of them we're familiar with, I 
house, old school, uh, haldi and black pepper and honey, you know, chai latte, which people have, that's on there. But for people who aren't familiar with these things, turmeric latte, things that we've been drinking for years and years, but they're now suddenly fashionable. Oh, very on trend, my love, very on trend. Yeah, yeah. So the recipes are there, but but what we're showing is not just chai latte for the sake of Mm. being trendy, you know Mm, this, mm. but for the health benefits of it. So the the blog, creamscuisina.com, it's a treasure trove. If you go on there and you're sick, before you're sick, go on there and have a look because I just have a feeling with the way that health is going and healthcare is going, Mm -hmm. you know, buying pharmaceuticals and the the price of pharmaceuticals I see going up in the States, uh, diabetic medicine, the price of it going up, surely prevention is better than cure. Of course, of course. And you are a qualified clinical nutritionist. You have got training in this. And I do need to make a point of that. Uh, Listeners have just tuned into the show. Folks, if you've just tuned into the show, um, this is the Urban Cube with me, uh, Shamiza Rashid, taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock. And I have the absolute pleasure of joined being joined by the wonderful, wonderful Karima Bindode, who is talking to us about her passion for food, not just any t- any food, but Sunnah food. She is an, an artist um, who has been who's trained at St. Martin's College and somebody who has had a very intriguing and fascinating career in high-end fashion as well, for those of you who weren't aware of that, with some of the leading haute couture brands. I um, was a makeup artist for Gucci, yes. mashallah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, extraordinary. So I just love how, you know, you've actually explored so many different areas of creativity. And what would be your most favourite, Sister Karima? What is it that you've, uh, you, you've really embraced the most? In creativity, mm. um, I would have to say cooking, really, food. Mm. I love the way that, you see, my grandma is Indian and she's from Mauritius. She's passed away, Rahimallah. And and uh, she gave me confidence from a very young age with spices. And some of us take this for granted. But due to our cultural background, like Asian background, particularly Indian, the history of thousands and thousands of years of spices, you know, and being able to use those spices for taste and for health and to be able to combine spices for health as well as taste. SubhanAllah, I'm mm. really blessed to be able to do that. So that's my thing. And I, my favorite, favorite, favorite thing is when I make something or when the girls help me to make something that people go, oh, they love that. That's my pleasure when wow. people love what I cook. Um, that's my absolute pleasure. Or someone that's read, did one of the recipes and they write back to me and they said, oh, we made that uh, food from your book, Heavenly Bites, and it turned out really good. That's really a Oh, mashallah. So you're very simple at heart aren't you just just the fact that people appreciate your work and that says so much about you now what we've been talking about today is folks is um sacred sunnah superfoods yeah (laughs) superfoods not not supper foods superfoods superfoods and illustrate them for supper but they are super totally (laughs) an illustrated guide to quranic foods by karima bintaud she is on the phone um with me right now talking about this wonderful book which is not just about um nutrition but it's also an opportunity to educate you and inform you about a quranic um sorry to cut you shall we sort of kind of say a bit more about how people could like set up their own kind of feeding the homeless project of course that is totally awesome we've got about two minutes so if you could do it in two minutes that'd be wonderful 
Um, find a hostel, um, even if there's a hostel up your road, just go there and say to them, we're a group of sisters, and make sure you do your calls before you go in. Do your calls before you go in, go to them, and they all have different regulations. So some will go, oh, we need health and hygiene, mm-hmm. and some of them won't. And you can do health and hygiene online now for like £15. Oh, wow. Okay. Virtualcollege.com, yeah. And just go to a hostel and just say, we'd like to cook some food for your residents. And it's as simple as that. Wow. Insulate your food, buy mm. some pizza bags, keep the food nice and warm, and um, make dua, press slatalistikara every time, and Allah will do the rest. Alhamdulillah. And sister, I want to also ask you, it is Charity Awareness Week. What um, what does charity mean to you and how can we raise more awareness? I mean, mashallah, you've raised enough awareness, but what more could we charity, do? Charity, I think, once again, come back to mindfulness. So we have to give zakat as Muslims if we're earning money above or have got wealth above a certain threshold. That's normal. We have to do that. That is compulsory. There's no getting around that. But the sadaka throughout the year, obviously things like smiling, um, smiling even at other sisters when you're going past I, I sort of smile at sisters and say so they come to them and they ignore me and I know that the angels respond to me but I think why did you mm-hmm. look at me and then I said so they come to you and then you looked away from me so we need to you know give salams mm-hmm. to people and be mindful you're not losing anything you're actually gaining and you might meet a new friend that way um, and I also think that sadaka purifies your wealth so giving money mm-hmm. is a way of of, well, I always say charity is the best investment. It's the best investment in this life and the next because Allah will give you 770 or 700 times back what you gave. You are not losing by giving money, yeah, giving money or time because Allah will give it back to you in this wow. life and the next. Thank you so much, Sister Kareem, for joining us this morning. You're this is such beautiful world. It's my words. pleasure. Take my care, pleasure. my dear. We should do a double act some. Inshallah, somewhere. we will, we will. <laughs> and I'll get the words correct this time. Take care, my darling. That is the wonderful sister Karima. And we are now uh, heading off to a break, inshallah. And we'll be joined by another fantastic sister talking about charity straight after this. Assalamu alaikum. Are you an avid bookworm? Or maybe you love books, but just struggle to find the time to read? Then you need to tune into the Book Club Show on Inspire FM with Sister Imrana, where we'll be discussing a fab selection of books with special studio guests. Join us every Tuesday morning from 10 till 11 to inspire imagination and rekindle your love for reading. Don't forget the Book Club Show every Tuesday morning, 10 till 11, on your very own Inspire 105.1 FM. a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Assalamu alaikum and a very good morning to you. It's 11 o'clock, Monday 14th of January and you're listening to me, Shamiza, taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on Where Else? It's obviously the Urban Cube, right? Inspire FM um, and we are repeating the show at 8pm this evening. We are inviting you to tell us this morning on what charity means to you because it is National Charity Awareness Week and we've had the absolute pleasure of um, announcing the fact that as part of the winter warm campaign with Luton Food Bank, Inspire FM, with your love and your help and your support, was able to exceed the target from £5,000 to £10,500 exactly, making sure that nobody across the town goes hungry. So we'll be finding out more about this campaign 
and its success with Brother Tarek on the latter half of the show, which will be after 11.30. Now, this morning, I had the pleasure of speaking to him, um, giving us a bit of a taster of what has happened and also finding out for him his experiences with actually not just raising awareness and getting the local Luton community involved with the campaigning and raising awareness for Luton Food Bank, but his experiences of actually going out onto the streets and actually providing packs to the local homeless community. And it was absolutely humbling, the stories he was sharing with us and the love and passion that people within the homeless community have for themselves, the unit, the way they come together in supporting one another. And this is what today's show is all about, is finding out ways in which we can actually become a little bit more charitable. Now, I had the pleasure slightly um, just before the break of speaking to no other than the wonderful Karima Bintaud, who I've followed. I've followed her work. I've met her. I've seen how practical she is, not just creatively, but on the ground in making sure that she's engaging um, her passion, her creativity and her love for um, through her work. Um, so it was just wonderful listening to her talking about um, Karima Cuisina and Feeding the Need, as well as also her new Quranic uh, super food book, which is an illustrated uh, book um, on Quranic foods, which was just so remarkable to listen to. It doesn't stop there. Um, I'm going to be also speaking to another delightful, delightful, delightful local lady who's doing extraordinary work in making sure she's raising her t- the light and her passion and her talent or around around um, her desire to raise awareness for illiteracy in Pakistan. So I'll be speaking to her very, very shortly about that. Um, um, Today's show, folks, we are talking charity. It's National Charity Week. And we're talking about raising awareness um, uh, and how, you know, what does charity mean to you? How can we raise uh, more awareness around charity? That is the question that we're asking our listeners this morning. Um, as I've already said, I'm joined by another remarkable guest who's uh, sharing with me her passion for creativity. She is uh, an entrepreneur. She is uh, somebody who has has. A really good hand with makeup. She's a professional makeup artist, stylist, um, and she's also an international business consultant. She used to have a, a show on the show on Inspire FM as well. So it's lovely to have her back on the show um, and hearing her voice. It's no other than Sadaf Chowdhury. Assalamu alaikum, Sadaf. Valikam Slam, how are you? I'm very well, I'm very well. Thank you so very much for joining us this morning. I know that the the duty of motherhood is calling because <laughs> your little your little boy's not well, but thank you so very I'm much for, for taking the time to call. How is Sammy this morning? He's he's uh, not too good, sadly, but um, he's holding it down, should we say. Oh, gosh. Oh, bless. No, let it all out, child. Let it all out. Um, I know, I know. I'm literally like, I, I don't know which way to go at the moment. But oh, he's, bless he's you. He's asleep at the moment. So oh. we've had some kava and I've been trying to get all those dizzy remedies out for him, basically. That sounds perfect because we just had Karima on, on the show just before just before the ba- um, break talking about her illustrated guide to Quranic foods. And it was like super... Yeah. Super, um, super sunnah 
foods as well. And gava is, um, I don't know how sunnah that is, but gava <laughs> is an old remedy, isn't it? Something that we're all it quite, is. we just go back to it, <laughs> always. It is, it is. You know what, I was never really into these dirty remedies, to be honest with you, until I became a mum. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, it's like people were suggesting it to me. And they make such a massive difference, honestly, rather than getting reaching for the old cow pole now. Yes. I t- tend to try and go for like the yakrini and the kitchari and all those kind of wonderful, wonderful things. You are a desi mama extraordinaire. <laughs> if you can do the yakhni and you can do the kitchari and you can do the gava, then you're sorted, darling. Your mother will be proud. <laughs> Because that's so old school, isn't it? I'll let her know that, Mum, I went for the kitchery and she'll be well, well impressed. You know, and that's just a great thing, Sadaf, because these are the things that we turned our noses up to. But we know they've tried and tested remedies. We did too much nakhre, and that's like we were a little bit arrogant then. We just wanted uh, the Western, Western style of everything. But now, mashallah, you know these cultural, traditional methods, tried and tested. But um, I do need to do a disclaimer. If your child is poorly, please do make sure that you actually get them to the doctors and what we what, what we say is not the always yeah. the correct solution for everybody we're not no we're not we're not um and also going back to karima's interview folks um she is a qualified um nutritionist but however if there is an ailment that you have please do make sure that you actually get uh professional medical advice as well now coming back to the show thank you so very much for Sada, for taking your time out being a mama extraordinaire and a professional in your own right now you're actually raising awareness and um, light on girls illiteracy in Pakistan with um, you're an ambassador for a very interesting campaign that's taking you all the way from Luton to Pakistan tell us more (laughs) well I think over summer I actually spent some time in Pakistan Uh, it's been a long time since I've actually been over Mm -hmm. Um, so it's really really nice to see what a change has happened in Pakistan as well it's really gone miles ahead since I was uh, last there, that's for sure. But one thing that kind of struck home was um, uh, we it, it's just not that um, common knowledge that obviously Pakistan is still quite a developing country mm-hmm. despite having all these fantastic resources mm-hmm. and, you know, these malls and that you've got so many mod cons there now as well. Um, and upon my return, I was actually invited to a... Um, a fantastic evening of support for this um, this charity called the Pakistani Alliance for Girls Education mm-hmm. by Nadia Bukhari, who's also a ambassador here in the UK. Right. Um, and it was just it was just quite shocking to hear the statistics, which was that Pakistan has actually got the second highest out of school education um, in the world. Pakistan, um, that really yeah. is shocking. It literally is, honestly. I was just really, really shocked when I heard these statistics. Uh-huh. And obviously, it is a massive country, and there is so much there, you know, that at the moment it needs to be done. It, there's so much more that needs to be done, basically, right. is what it comes down to. Mm. So at that time, it kind of struck home with me um, because I was actually, uh, I relocated because I was based in Luton, moved to Birmingham for um, personal work circumstances, etc. And I was actually looking for schooling for my children at that mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, we've got so many resources here, mashallah. You know, it's literally quite shocking. And, you know, you, you kind of come to about summertime when people, sorry, April time when people start hearing that their children have got their places in school that they were after. 
And, you know, it goes all over my social media that, you know, my friends got their place in the one down the road, et cetera, et cetera. And subhanAllah, we're so, so lucky in the sense that we've got those sort of facilities at our doorstep as well. Um, and I actually started looking around at different schools for my children because when you relocate, it can, you know, take some time, et cetera, et cetera. Even started thinking about private education at one stage. And then a few weeks while this was going on, my children actually managed to get a place in the schools that I wanted. But, you know, this is when I was approached um, to become an ambassador for this amazing charity, which has already got seven schools um, founded in Pakistan. Now, I think the key thing that is with the Page um, charity as well is that um, they're actually being supported by the Pakistani government, obviously recognising the high number of illiteracy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're now taking steps to go ahead and obviously get that uh, so well. why is that surprising then? Should this not have been a natural thing by the government of Pakistan to kind of recognise, highlight and take the responsibility of literacy levels across the country, boys and well, girls? There is actually, you know, there is different constitutions and there's actually a trust act. Um, you know, there, there's different things within the actual constitution that should have been, you know, um, highlighted and it should have been recognised um, more readily. But it hasn't, basically. And now, basically, the Pakistani government is supporting us in the sense that they're going ahead. And, you know, building schools is very expensive, Mm -hmm. building them. However, the Pakistani government is actually now working with us to give us buildings that are derelict. And all we have to do is spruce them up, get, obviously, the um, teachers in there, getting all the facilities, making sure that they're suitable, obviously, for teaching environment and for children. Um, getting their uniforms, getting their backpacks and all those kind of things. Everything's all included, basically. Mm. And it's so much more cost-effective than going ahead and actually building schools from scratch as well. Um, I mean, it only costs £3,000 to go ahead and build, um, found one of these schools. So we've gone ahead and we've founded seven schools um, and we're in the pipeline of getting three more built as well. Well, founded, should I say? I keep on saying built, but they're founded. Mm-hmm. They're not being built by us. So, Sadaf, so what, what, as your role as an ambassador, what is it that you're trying to raise awareness? Is it to make sure that more girls are actually being educated or is it kind of facilitating the schools um, so that there is space for them to be educated in? Yeah, so basically, obviously, the first and foremost thing that we're looking at is for girls' education, Mm -hmm. empowering them, obviously. It's not just a case of, you know, they say that, obviously, educating a woman is educating a nation is what it comes down to. Because, you know, a lot of the times they are the ones that are primarily um, going to go ahead and teach the next generation as well. Mm-hmm. So we are looking firstly at that, but there are schools of ours that are in some really, really, um, you know, really derelict areas. They've got no schooling at all. So we are actually making exceptions for certain areas where we're going ahead and having sort of half a day for girls' education and half a day for boys' education. Mm-hmm. Because obviously if you can go ahead and support um for us, it is just education as a full stop, but obviously, primarily, we are focusing more on girls' education. And why? However, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, however, if there are areas that need, obviously, mm-hmm. education full stop, then there's no reason why we won't be going ahead and supporting that as well. So in 2019, why is it that these girls are not being educated? Is this to do, is it down to do with the fact that they're gender or is it to do with poverty? It is. It is. I mean, it's down to, and I suppose it goes hand in hand as well. 
Um, if you if you are obviously from a very poor background, um, again, your parents are less likely to be educated mm-hmm. and they won't recognise the importance of you going ahead and getting an education. It's more so focused on the fact that you should be staying at home with the family, right. going ahead and helping around the house. And, you know, um, there's more key factors that they feel are more important for you than getting educated. So this is one of the reasons that obviously... I mean, in the UK, we don't sort of realise the sort of struggles that are still going back in um, mm. Pakistan. And it is obviously going ahead and educating that. There, I mean, there was a, you know, there's been so many strong women that come through from the, uh, from Pakistan. We've seen so many tremendous, you know, women in the army, women in uh, fighter jets, women pilots from Pakistan, you know, leaders of the iTech industry, directors, um, photographers, art, uh, artists and theatre practitioners and doctors. The, 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 la- the list is endless. But what really, yes. really astounded me, Sadaf, and I don't know whether you're aware of this, is the fact the number of, of um, doct- female doctors in Pakistan who have actually had to give up practice after marriage and they're actually trying to get them back um, into um, surgeries or or the... Um the, uh, just you know back into the profession but after they, ma- mm-hmm. they get married they just leave the profession and they've even actually started getting online an online system where uh, patients can engage with the doctors at home via online and they can give their their um, diagnosis uh, online <laughs> well that's absolutely fantastic that you know we are in the 21st century and that we've got those sort of resources on the one hand However, on the other hand, there is, you know, the extreme opposite where they're not even getting educated in the first instance. Mm, mm. And I mean, this is, I mean, a, this is in Article 25, a right to education Mm -hmm. of the Constitution of the Islamic Republic of Pakistan, that, you know, everyone is entitled to an education. So again, it is just kind of bridging the gender gap that Mm. is in education at the Mm. moment as well. And, you know, really making sure that we're going ahead and helping support future female leaders inshallah and all professions as well um, it was interesting I saw you know the biggest name or the most, fam- most famous woman across the world from Pakistan has to be Malala mm. Yousafzai and um, you know she's in a she's at Oxford uh, studying there she's uh, featured on Time magazine and she's also got her picture in the National Portrait Gallery which I had the pleasure of going to see and you go into the National Portrait Gallery and you see her image the first thing you see is her image or on this yeah. wall and it was quite extraordinary, quite remarkable. And I need to kind of um, recall the name of the um, artist who created that piece, which was ex- exceptional. So we have yeah. this great figure um, who is trying to drive the education of girls in Pakistan and Afghanistan. But, um, and she has turned things around, but it obviously, clearly, it's not enough. And no, I mean, there is so much more that we can do. And I think one of the key things is obviously, and I know that you guys were speaking about charity today, mm. um, and it is, it is getting the funds over to go ahead and support mm-hmm. um, these different organisations that are going ahead and doing this as well. Um, again, that's what it often it comes down to as well, is the fact that they are the poorest areas and mm. There is still that kind of divide there as well, where you're either you're very rich or you're very poor as well. Yes, unfortunately. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah, exactly. And I mean, obviously, I heard the amazing work that Brother Tariq's been doing. So, Islam and Brother Tariq, um, uh, inshallah, we'll be popping over to see everyone as well. But um, again, you know, there's work that I, I think there's a very, very large... 
the Pakistani community, obviously, mm-hmm. in the UK. Yes. Um, and it is great to, you know, they say charity begins at home, which is locally. But obviously, a lot of us still have roots and we have uh, a lot of family mm-hmm. members still over in, the, in Pakistan itself as well. So what are the um, plans then? So the, what is it that you're doing? I understand that you have a page gala happening with some celebrities yeah. that are going to be endorsing it and coming by. Tell us more. Yeah, so basically, uh, myself and Nadia uh, Bukhari, we will be um, hosting two charity galas here in the UK. So one will be in Kensington on the 2nd of March in the evening, um, and one will be in Birmingham at the Botanical Gardens on the 3rd of March. Oh, pretty. Yeah, so we've got some great, and we've got some absolutely amazing sponsors. People have really got behind the cause because they're very, very passionate, uh, passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll ha- be having our global ambassador, who's Amina Sheikh, mm-hmm. who is a Pakistani film actress in many, many dramas. She was actually Oscar nominated for um, her movie uh, Cake. Mm-hmm. So she's she's very well known within the sort of Pakistani entertainment circuit um, and also we'll be having the fantastic fantastic comedian Artif Nawaz who'll be coming along uh, making us laugh inshallah <laughs> I know every time I've seen him he's always, always put a smile on my face you see he doesn't have to say anything he just needs to stand there and we're all in giggles <laughs> he has that presence mashallah Artif does <laughs> how, how important <laughs> is it uh, Sadaf, to have somebody like Amina Sheikh um, supporting this event Oh, it's massively important because at the end of the day you know um, the thing that I love about Amina is that she's She's really behind the cause. You can tell she's really passionate about it. She's actually started a book club. Um, if you look at her Instagram feed, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many things on there about education. Wonderful. So it's mm-hmm. like sometimes it is just, you know, obviously you have a representative. They'll, you know, what, here and there they'll say something about it. But with her, she, you can see it's really something that she's passionate about mm-hmm. because it's all over her Instagram. You know, she's been over to see the schools. Um, she's really, really supporting it. And obviously, I mean, in this day and age, if you have got a fantastic social media sort of um, presence as well, it is really, really um, imperative for our work. Of course. Well I mean, she's an, she's an influencer. And if it's an influencer, exactly. then it's somebody that can actually really make a difference. And if somebody who's quite passionate about the subject, that really, really yeah. does show. And I think Definitely. being a strong, powerful, influential Pakistani woman to inspire, motivate and educate um, education and drive it yeah. just makes sense. It makes utter sense. Now, as a mother, um, Sadaf, do you, and as a mother of two children, you have the most adorable, adorable cutie pies. Um, and we need to send lots of love and dua and uh, may Allah grant him shifa. And the lovely little Sami who's at, uh, at home now, a bit poorly. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, as a as a mother of children, in particular, mother of d- a daughter, has this really changed your view on how important and how valuable it is to educate our daughters? Definitely. I mean, it's just, um, you know, I think often when you sort of see, because we get photos sent to us all the time in our WhatsApp groups, on mm-hmm. our page, um, on Facebook, um, it's literally... You can see, you know, your your own children within these children. Mm-hmm. And then I think it really resonates. And obviously, particularly because just literally a few months ago, I was in a position where my children didn't even have a school. Um, I think it really wow. kind of, and it goes to show how, obviously, within, um, within the Asian community particularly, we're very, very passionate about education. We make sure that mm. our children, you know, we, we get them the best of what we can go ahead and, you know, if we can afford it, if we can go ahead mm. and 
you know, we go and move to catchment areas and things like that to go ahead and make sure that we the get... The crazy to... journeys yeah. parents have to get that postcode right for a school is just oh been... Oh, my goodness, And yes. the anticipation, um, and it just does feel like graduation day when they actually get that place. <laughs> yeah, Alhamdulillah. Exactly. You've had a very yeah, interesting yeah. academic journey as well, haven't you, Sadaf? You know, um, you are very creative. You've done extraordinarily well in your professional makeup career as a stylist. You've also worked in modest fashion as well. Um, worked at some of the leading fashion events as a makeup artist there Um, but you didn't start off with a career with makeup it was actually a little bit more academic tell us more (laughs) so basically I think for myself um, from quite an entrepreneurial background in Mm. the sense that my families have got businesses Um, I was in sort of estate agency at one stage running my dad's businesses um, while he was overseas and then from there um, I went into a corporate background which was uh, for Grant Thornton I was actually their business development manager for corporate finance so that's kind of where my whole business development background came from and then I started networking more um, I found a network called the Emerald Network um, through work, basically, because one of my colleagues there, Rufal Ali, the very... <laughs> Is it 15 years now of the Emerald Network? Exactly. Here is their 15th year as well, which is absolutely amazing as well. That oh. they've, uh, they've come so far as Mashallah. well. Because I was actually there for their fifth anniversary. Um wow. And then when Rufal, um, I saw him just recently, uh, mentioned that this year is going to be his 15th wow. anniversary wow. for the network. I was like, subhanAllah, that's amazing. Wow. So, you know, it, it's just amazing how through networking, through meeting different people that, you know, different opportunities can come to you as well. And you are um, the queen of networking, if I have to say so myself. <laughs> I don't know about the queen. <laughs> but I think it's just, you know, a case of literally... Uh, it's it's surprising you know you can just speak to someone and 10 doors can open is what it comes down Mm -hmm. to and I think it is just that key we don't realize when we're speaking to other people that obviously they've got an influence and it is all about your sphere of influence as well Mm -hmm. you can just like and even introducing someone to someone else you know Mm -hmm. it can create so many opportunities for them so I think it's always you know just make the most of all opportunities keep on speaking to people and you know obviously inshallah it just it leads to some amazing things i mean that's where the page things come from right literally yeah. i didn't know nadia but it was actually the founder of the uh, london um muslim lifestyle show mm-hmm. uh, london halal food festival um adiba dada actually introduced me and you know it's just literally how these connections mm-hmm. all sort of go along as well so, you know, when you're speaking to someone, you just think to yourself that, you know, you're thinking to yourself, I'm just speaking to this person on mm. a one-to-one basis and just coming across as yourself. But, you know, it can sort of go ahead and open so many doors for you as well. And you don't even realise as well. Yeah, and, and it's de- it develops your communication skills, it develops your confidence, and the, and the more you do it, the better you get. But it's actually knowing what, what events to go to. So, the, so what advice would you give to anybody who wants to network and is interested in um, events career, uh, or the arts or creativity or these type of things what would you suggest to them well i would say you know um local events are absolutely fantastic i mean there's there's so much good work and i'm not just saying this because obviously i'm not originally from luton so i don't have to wave the flag or anything like that but the luton locally has got so many amazing opportunities as well Mm. but you're not far from like birmingham and you're not far from london as well so for sort of it depends on what you're looking for as well. Now, I actually went to an event where um, 
I was actually speaking about networking as well. And it's just key things like if you are going to go and meet someone and if you do go ahead and, you know, meet someone that has got whatever, you know, it can, even if you're looking for, say, a Rishdaf or, you know, X, Y, Z, networking can go ahead and create those sort of opportunities as well. Um, and, you know, it is a case of making sure that you go and try and get to as many events mm, as possible, mm. to be honest with you, wherever you can, you know, if that's during while the children are at school, because obviously I do have two young children as well. And I'm sure, Shemaiza, you know how it is as well with your brood as well. It's just about balancing Balancing, well, yes. Going ahead, exactly. Um, and wherever you can sort of slot in these things in oh. as well. Now, um, Sadaf, we're heading off to a break. We've got about 40 seconds. So how can people get in contact regarding this event that you're um, supporting so you as an ambassador? Touch, yeah, if it's for Kensington or Birmingham, you can contact me on 07568 577431. That's 07568- Five double seven four three one. You can add me on Facebook, which is S U D A F Chowdhury C H O U D H R Y, or you can contact Nadia Bukhari N A D I A B U K H A R I. Thank you very um, much, my darling. And we are now heading off to a break, and we'll be joining me. Right. I'll be Thanks. speaking Sorry. to Tarek straight <laughs> off this. Assalamualaikum. Be good to yourself by being good to others. Be inspiring. Inspire FM 105.1. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and assalamu alaikum. It's 11.30, Monday, 14th of January, and you're listening to me, Shamise, on the final half an hour of Where Else? It's the Urban Cube. I'm not alone in the studio, joined once again by no other than Brother Tarek. Um, today is Charity Awareness Week, and one thing we love on Inspire FM is making sure that we drive charity to the next level, and it cannot happen by ourselves. It can only happen with the love and support and the passion and conviction you give to us as contributors and listeners to the show. Now, Alhamdulillah, Inspire FM is all about positively inspiring the community. And goodness me, we surely have done that by not just positively inspiring the community, but also making that change and that difference. And the way Inspire FM have been able to do that is how, Brother Tarek, tell us. What do we do? You so need to be trained for this job. Okie doke. Okay. Um, earlier on, I was speaking to Brother Tarek about uh, the wonderful donation given to us by the local community of uh, Luton, making sure that no family goes hungry across the winter period and beyond, alhamdulillah, of course, of course. Um, via the Luton Food Bank. A um, campaign was launched. How many weeks ago was it, Brother Tarek? Uh, it was literally, I would say, now today is the 14th or two, maybe about four weeks ago. About four, four weeks ago. Four so it was a weeks. week before the holidays. Wow, wow. a week before the holidays. Um, the campaign was launched on the Rise and Shine show on Monday morning, and then we went full you know, shebang on my show, The Urban Cube, where we got to actually start rolling, rolling the comp campaign, which was really, really quite humbling because I absolutely love things like this. Um, and to be able to kind of, you know, announce it on the show was tremendous. Not knowing, not knowing that the target was five 
5,000 and only finding out this week that you've exceeded it. You exceeded it by another 5,000 plus a 500 pounds on top of that. Wow. Now, we, I'm sure our listeners across Luton, surrounding areas, Peterborough and Sheffield this morning would like to know exactly how has that money, how is that money supporting um, the community of Luton? That's going to make a, a massive difference uh, to many families mm-hmm. in Luton. Uh, and to be honest, uh, I think this is something you may have discussed on your show uh, previously. Uh, I know I have on the Rise and Shine show is about the feeling when, when holidays mm-hmm. are approaching. And generally with us, for example, uh, we will have that sense of thinking and again, and I know uh, many children out there will be asking their parents that question uh, often uh, when, it's, when it's approaching holidays. What are we going to be doing in the holidays? Uh, and the question is more referring to holidays. Are we going to go out mm. somewhere? Are we mm. going to go on a holiday? Are we going to leave the country? Are we going to go to our relatives' houses? All sorts of various different things. Uh, and we plan. We plan uh, try to, to try to make the most of the time that we have with our children. Uh, where are we going to be going? What are we going to be seeing? And all sorts of things. And I was really, really touched upon an article which I saw uh, uh, on on Facebook uh, a while ago and that was around the fact that there's so many families out there who actually are waiting for the holidays to finish because they are in a position where uh, they're literally suffering in the holidays purely because uh, the children are not able to uh, make uh, use of the free school lunch meals if they they get them Uh, and also the fact that if children are at home uh, they don't have the money to do any activities and they're bored uh, then naturally you get hungry and they will want to eat and if you don't have uh, enough uh, money to uh, to for, for the food then you're literally going to be struggling in those two weeks and I know uh, in that particular article it was actually a, a young child who was actually saying uh, on the first day of holidays uh, uh, wh- what am I looking forward to I'm looking forward for the holidays to finish so I can go back to school and I can do something and that that is a, a real uh, really sad uh, uh, state to be honest and I guess and this is what mm. we're doing through Food Bank to uh, make sure that there's no families out there who, who are having those problems. Alhamdulillah. And, um, and it's wonderful that there is an initiative like this <coughs> being set up by Luton Food Bank. Because I'm just wondering, if Luton Food Bank wasn't there, what would have been the alternative? To be honest, there wouldn't be. Uh, we actually had an interview with one of the Luton Food Bank users uh, on the first day uh, of when we actually launched the campaign. Mm-hmm. And we asked this exact question yes. to the user saying, if Luton Food Bank was not around, what would you have done? Mm-hmm. And she simply said, I would have gone hungry because I have no other options at right. all. Uh, I had nowhere to go. I had no food to eat. Mm-hmm. And if Luton Food Bank at that point wasn't there, uh, I would simply go go hungry and and that is the 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 simple reality for so many people if luton food bank uh, who again just literally this uh, i was i was looking at the number of parcels last week and they they are giving uh, on average of around 500 food parcels over the holiday period per week that's 500 families uh, and that, these are that not need just, of this. these are not just like random parcels they're throwing around because they feel like it these are actually genuine cases of people requiring this support they've actually gone through the process of kind of ignoring that they're in these circumstances. But we hope and we pray that they're temporary because the food bank is a temporary service. And there has been some absolutely wonderful feel-good stories where volunteer, well, people who've used the service, service users have gone on to sort themselves out and then, alhamdulillah, 
are now volunteering at the food bank, which is a beautiful thing to see because we want people to kind of be lifted out of the situation that they're in. We don't want them to remain in that. And there are signposting ways and there's other community groups that are kind of there to support as well the service too. Now, on today's show, folks, we are talking about National Charity Week. It's national, not charity week. Let me get that correct. We are talking about charity. We're talking about awareness. We're trying to raise awareness of the value and importance of charity and how to get more involved and more engaged. Now, I've given an absolute awesome example of what Inspire FM have done with the support and love from you guys by helping us raise over £10,000 for the Luton Food Bank. Now, this it doesn't stop there, guys. We're still, you know, this is not the only charity that we're wanting to support locally, but it gives us a real sense of the commitment that the station has to the wider community of Luton as well. Barbara Tarek, you know, I was having a conversation with you prior to coming on to the show, and I think you've got some new ideas of kind of raising awareness and broadening the support as well for charities across the town. Stop looking at your phone and start talking. <laughs> I was trying to find the latest figures. I know that oh, wonderful. the Luton yes. Food Bank had actually posted some figures. So I was trying to look at that. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I can't find them. I think they've gone okay. at the bottom of the stream somewhere. Uh, but to be honest, I, I think there's there's so many things people can do mm-hmm. uh, to help. Uh, and uh, to be honest, I think the, the biggest uh, thing, uh, I think, is, is, the, is, the, is the wanting to do something to make a difference to people's lives. Uh, and I was actually asked, uh, it was inter- on, my, on Friday, they, we have a show called Mother's planet mm. uh sister Neelam. brilliant show uh yeah a br- excellent show mashallah mm. and uh, her little one uh, uh she homeschools was actually here with her she was doing the homework on the other side and uh i was, I was just making tea and she, out of nowhere she said uh do you like your job and i said okay and i go i do <laughs> and she said why and i said because in my job uh i not only uh, am able to be in an islamic environment mm-hmm. all the time but i can make a difference to people's lives where i don't think i'll be able to in, in any other job uh, like the way I can hear and that gives me great satisfaction mm-hmm. and to be honest I was thinking about it afterwards uh, you mean uh, she, she carried on work she goes okay and she's like okay carry on I'm doing what she was doing and simple questions like that sometimes she probably just sort of find I mean he likes mm-hmm. his job he likes his job end of but to me that kind of really I mean it made me ask the question in my own mind afterwards thinking that's true what do I actually get out of this job that I wouldn't be able to get out anywhere else right. and it's that one thing about making making a difference to people's lives mm-hmm. and to be honest that is massive when you're trying to achieve uh, contentment as such of trying to see well what exactly uh, am, am I doing and I think contentment is, is good in the fact of obviously when you uh, when you achieve something that you want to do for yourself your family mm-hmm. and I think people have various different milestones of career careers and all sorts but when you do something for someone else mm-hmm. with no expectation of receiving anything back now food bank for example we've given this money to food bank uh, the, the, then they'll, they'll hopefully you mean food bank will go out there and give the food to these families they apart from the prayers of these families uh, which again sometimes are the biggest things but there's nothing else physically coming back to us as inspire fm or myself as an individual or even the listeners but it's the fact that we have made a difference to someone's life and we're able to do that and i think i think that's that's amazing uh, and in whatever form you can do that it doesn't necessarily have to be money sometimes like i said with the the, the friends of bright eyes charity that i work with the only difference that we're making to those children's lives is we're giving them two hours of our time every Monday evening and it makes a massive difference to them. And it is time that um, it, it is more than money for some people. 
And that's something we're kind of trying to stipulate across the shows um, and to make sh- sure people connect yep. um, through the most simplest things. Now, it was really quite interesting that you mentioned um, uh, the show by Sister Neelam, which is called, let's let's plug the show. Mo- Mother's Planet. Mother's Planet, folks. An absolutely awesome show. I've had the pleasure of listening into it. And I'm like, gosh, it's so inspiring. So you've got recipes. Um, yep, you've got like um, lots of topics of discussion and some guests in the studio as well. And it's hosted by Sister Neelam. And when does the show happen? It's every Friday from 10 to 11. And it's a new show. So a show to listen out to, uh, Marshall. And the fact that her daughter asked you that question. Now, it's really interesting that a young person is inspired by the work that's happening on Inspire FM. We don't just, uh, we're not just about uh, presenters um, presenting shows. It was also about getting young people on board who would not necessarily think of this as a career and providing work experience and volunteering. Yeah. And we have somebody sat next to you right now who is a young person who's coming in for work experience. And gosh, you know, look, he's sat, he's sat in front of a mic. Did he expect that this morning? Assalamu alaikum and give us your name, Sunshine. Walaikum assalam. My name is Hussamuddin. Pleasure having you joining the show. Were you expecting to have to have this happen this morning? No. No? And so why, how have you come about Inspire FM and why have you come to do work experience with us? I'm interested in technology and stuff, uh, um, dealing with computers and stuff. Ah, and uh, which school are you from? I'm from Beitul Obrar. Oh, tell me more. Tell me more about the school because it's the first time I'm hearing about it. It's quite small. It's an Islamic school. Uh-huh. It's, and it's, is it local? Um, no, it's. I think. I think it's local. Uh-huh. I'm not sure about that. Okay, it's based in Luton, yep. right? But yep, it's the uh, Beit Al Abrar. It's uh, an Islamic school based on Legal Road. Right, right. Uh, Mufti Sadiq, I'm sure many people will know, uh, is uh, kind of the the main person uh, behind running it. Uh, again, with uh, Hussam, uh, one of the things with work experience. Again, we've uh, as an Inspire FM mm-hmm. organization, we try to give uh, uh, children the opportunity to mm-hmm. come here and do work experience mm-hmm. uh, and volunteering. Some people yeah. uh, uh, will often come here and want to volunteer purely. Because because like we said, with even with Friends of Bright Eyes, when you go to work uh, as, a, as a volunteer or as a work experience student anywhere, uh, the the actual uh, skill set that you mm-hmm. actually get from there, uh, I think it's uh, I mean, it can sometimes change your life. Of course. Uh, and again, we've seen that through, uh, again, I, I remember you saying to Nakash last week how, uh, I mean, his blogs are really good and the way he promotes the show. Uh, and uh, Nakash himself actually started off as a volunteer at the wow. radio station. Wow. He was, if I remember correctly i don't think he was much older than 13 14 mm-hmm. and him and his sister uh, would uh, you mean would come and do a live show now nakash is a prime example i'm sure uh, he'll be he's probably listening out there at the moment he's a prime example of somebody who probably very similar to how hussam is feeling at the moment mm-hmm. probably very scared and nervous thinking well what you mean what, what what's the next question going to be and what am i going to say <laughs> nakash even at the moment if you try to have a conversation with him off air he's very reserved he, very yeah. keeps himself to himself mm-hmm. uh, you you're not going to get that conversation out of him but you put him you put a mic in front of him wow I remember once which really took me by surprise to be honest and kind of like took my uh, light away thinking hang on a minute what are you doing I remember uh, in 2017 Ramadan 2017 we had uh, Amir Khan come in uh, there was a charity uh, dinner he was doing in in, uh, in Venue Central and prior to him going to there we asked him to come in to do an interview and I was all set I had the questions ready and I was like this one I'm going to ask him this one I'm going to do and Nakash was here on the, on the Saturday and and I said to Nakash, do you, no, he actually said to me, do you mind if I interview him? And I said, if you want. And he interviewed him. And I just sat there and I thought, you know what? 
That interview was absolutely amazing. Oh, the questions around yeah. uh, Ramadan yeah. and training regime, and he had a fight coming up, and he'd actually researched him, Brilliant. researched what he was doing, researched uh, the, the the made the link to not only from uh, from from what he, uh, Amir Khan is currently doing to boxing, to Islam, uh, to Ramadan, and everything. And I was thinking, you know what? That interview couldn't have been done better by anybody else. Wonderful. The fact that you gave him the opportunity, you gave him a chance, and you gave him the opportunity, and this is what this station is about is giving we're not trained professionals we learn on the job Um, and this is what it's all about it's about giving back and i think because there's an element of like you know a bit of rawness it kind of keeps it quite wholesome as well um so if you are somebody that would like the opportunity to kind of um host your own show then i'm sure you can get in contact with brother Tarek. we've had some great great shows emerging you know we've just talked about uh, mother's planet by sister neelam a show on friday another absolutely fantastic show is the book club show sister imrana tuesday mornings um don't miss that out and a lot more as well so you know this is a place if you've got a show an idea and and you're passionate and committed then we'd love to hear from you now Osama you weren't expecting to be sat in front of the mic but that's the way we roll on on the Urban Cube you know um, and thank you for trusting me to kind of come and, and sit in front of the mic as well so I hope you enjoy the time with us it'll be a week you'll be with us doing is, work yes. experience so inshallah and hopefully you might be running your own show you never know it's the opportunities try them out try them out out, see what see what can come from them and that's what we are all about uh, on the show now the show is celebrating national charity week and sister sadaf chowdhury which was she was a guest on the show just before the break talking about um a uh, a campaign an organization called page which is all about um promoting the literacy levels of girls in pakistan now um sadaf basically has just uh, sent me we weren't able to finish the interview fully but she and i wanted to ask her what charity awareness meant to her and charity to her is giving whether that is your time money um or energy mashallah and i totally agree with that or, or actions as well totally agree with that it doesn't necessarily have to be monetary it could be actions and it could be um your time as well alhamdulillah so time is something that we we have a lot of but sometimes we don't know how to manage effectively and brother Tariq, i sometimes wonder how do you manage your time because you do uh, you do this full time and you also do, do a lot of community work and you do a lot of charity as well so how do you manage your time to be honest, it's, it's about getting yourself into a routine uh, mm-hmm. of doing things. And sometimes you're in a situation where uh, sometimes the, the people who do nothing seem to think that they're the, they're the busiest, uh, when in fact there's so much we can do with our times. Uh, and to be honest, the other thing is it's all about uh, the fact that if when you are doing good work, uh, there's barakah in your time and uh, and you can get a lot more done. Whereas sometimes you can sit, you can sit in front of TV, for example, or sit uh, playing games and stuff mm-hmm. for hours on end, mm-hmm. and there's no barakah your time and days and weeks and you mean the whole holidays could go past and you haven't actually done anything beneficial whereas if you get yourself into a routine so for example now my uh my week for example monday to friday is very uh kind of uh, uh laid out for me even before even i wake up on a monday morning where uh, obviously i've got the the breakfast show i've got a, the the whole work uh throughout the day and then every evening i've got some sort of uh, a commitment or other uh to be to to, to be to to get to or to do mm-hmm. uh, and again i i kind of keep my 
myself busy. Like on the weekend, for example, there was no uh, pre-planned activities. But Saturday evening, I ended up in in in, in town hall with uh, with UKIM giving out uh, the, the 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 packs to the homeless. Uh, and yesterday evening, I ended up uh, at the crisis aid warehouse emptying a van. Wow. But again, it's just about making yourself available when the opportunities are there. Uh, and like you've said, fr- from an Inspire from perspective, again, some people uh, just a thought of you I mean uh, being a presenter on a show is kind of scary. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean you can't volunteer with Inspire FM. There's there's loads and loads of other opportunities outside off air. Uh, sometimes you I mean there's there's so many people that help in the background who you'll never get to hear of. They, we, we, we've got a, an amazing team uh, in the back who sometimes never gets a mention. Uh, majority of people when they think Inspire FM they'll think of myself. But we've got you I mean an amazing assistant manager, mashallah brother Amirul, may Allah bless him, who's there again in the background doing loads of work. Nakash again very rarely getting mentioned before he used to have his own show. But now uh, all the media and marketing for the last few months it's all him. Uh, our directors for example you mean we, we've got brother Zafar, brother Zaid, brother Faz, brother Rashid, Atif there's loads of people who are in the background doing loads of work and to with, make this happen. And without them we couldn't be where we're at. Exactly. And it's 20, so, just over 20 years now. Mashallah. 22 years is 20 January. Year, two years gosh I, I, I couldn't even get the two out because yeah, I was like, wow, really? 22 years. Inspire FM has been reaching out um, to the hearts and minds of not just local listeners, but national and international. Yep. We're also on Spotify and iTunes as well. Podbean, Repeats, Web App. There is no way you can get away from us. But it's not just about our science sounds. The way we sound, it's also about the message. And the message, inshallah, will always remain positive, inspiring the community and making a difference. Um, and not just within, a, you know, a local community, but nationally as well now brother Tarek um, I've got you here for a reason it's charity awareness week Inspire Firm is the heart uh, and soul of the station charity makes a big difference and is there any campaigns we need to be made aware of is there anything that you know is going on around our communities we need to kind of get involved with to be honest, at the moment, uh, uh, I can't think of anything directly. But again, uh, what I would what I would really uh, suggest uh, everybody do out there is to be more involved with 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 the community. Uh, don't isolate yourself from the community. Don't. Uh, I, I think it's very easy to sometimes uh, get bogged down with your Monday to Friday nine to five job. And I, I've got a, I mean, a number of uh, brothers who actually like that, where they they'll be leaving home at seven o'clock in the morning, not getting back till seven o'clock in the evening. So it's difficult for them to kind of even find out what's happening on a day to day basis. But be, be, be part of various different WhatsApp groups be part of various different uh, social media groups on Facebook on Instagram Snapchat for example mm-hmm. constantly check the Inspire FM events page there's always events going on there currently at the moment I know I mentioned it this morning Crisis Aid for example mm-hmm. uh, are very keen on sending uh, a fourth container to, to Yemen uh, uh, every container that they send costs £3,000 they've got the aid to send to Yemen but they don't have the £3,000 uh, fi- finances to actually uh, mm-hmm. facilitate that so again Again, you can you can finance towards that. You can help uh, them raise the three thousand uh, pounds in trying to send the, the container. If you're not in a position to help with the aid, more than likely, inshallah, the money will be given by others who can do that. And in, within a week, maybe two weeks, there will be a mm-hmm. container going out to Yemen. When you find out about that information, again, you can WhatsApp uh, the Inspire from WhatsApp number. Uh, you can call us, and we can give you the details. And I can put you into various different WhatsApp groups to keep you updated. Mm-hmm. So if you're not able to financially help, we I'm sure many 
people are probably not in a position where they can always help because they've probably already helped so much or sometimes people are people are, people find it difficult to commit and give financial uh, help towards charities but turn up on the container day give your give yourself as uh, as as a volunteer uh, and time and help to the charity and that in itself sometimes is worth much more than the money itself so again different people can help in different ways allah knows your situation best there are many people who don't have the time they physically cannot make the time to go there and help for 2 3 hours uh, on end to fill the container uh, and they but they are in a position where they can financially donate and they will but there's others who who don't have the financial means but allah has, has given them time to donate so whatever your uh, your 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 situation is whether you have time whether you have money and some people have various different expertise like say for example some people may be really good in organizing things help these charities organize events for example i know i've been told on a number of occasions from uh, from four friends of bright eyes can you please do some sort of uh, an activity uh, to raise money for friends of bright eyes i know for the last two two three years now in fact they've been looking for uh, their own uh, their own offices their own setup where at the moment they they they're in, they're in temporary uh, accommodation with various different uh, uh, different offices somewhere they want their own site where people can actually uh, have uh, have their own center again it's a massive project but it requires different people with a different skill set to come on board and help them achieve that and you might be part of that you mean that missing piece in the jigsaw puzzle which helps them get there wow yes um and these this is not something that we talk about and we just you know promote we're actually quite actively involved as a station and making these things happen as well and i just want to come back to our lovely young young guest who's joined us who was here to just do a bit of work experience but he's actually in front of the mic um uh, you're listening into the to what brother Tarek's is saying did you know that this is a type of work that inspire fam kind of got involved with yeah i've heard it in the radio once that they're talking about the Luton Food Bank. Ah, uh-huh. and and um, what's your thoughts on the fact that we've raised ten thousand pounds? Well, you guys have raised ten thousand pounds because it's actually the community. How does it make you feel it's, about your town? It's a really good, uh, huge amount of money, and it's a really good project that they've done. Mashallah. So, is this thing something that you might want to get involved with, like volunteering? Does it in kind of inspire you to kind of go out in the community and find some voluntary work apart from the station itself? Yeah. It does. Um, and what does charity mean to you? It means giving out to the needy. Uh huh. And do you think it's all about money? Do you think there's other ways that we can get involved as a as a young person? What else do you think you could possibly do to help others? Um, we could. We could help them by. I think there is only money. Do you think there's only money? Yeah. <laughs> what about volunteering? Um, or maybe just picking up litter? Because I've seen groups of young people kind of picking up litter, cleaning their area, um, possibly helping, you know, an elderly neighbour with like their shopping or even helping your family at home could be considered charity. You know, helping your mum or your dad cook, clean. Have you ever thought about that? No. Do you think you'll do some? Inshallah. Inshallah. Well, you've, you've been heard on the radio now, and I'm sure your parents will be listening, so you're going to have to do that. So, um, so just quickly yeah. to, uh, I was looking for this post uh, previously, and I think it just goes to show uh, the need that is within Luton. Uh, these are these are last week's figures, so this is not uh, this is this is very current. Uh, and just last week, 255 uh, food parcels were given out by Luton Food Bank. Uh, this was to help 136 <coughs> adults and 82 children. 
So 136 wow. adults in Luton. Uh, this is not again uh, out of town, out of the country. This is in Luton. 136 adults and 82 children were helped just last week. Wow, wow. And um, I'm so glad that we are taking this in consideration and we're actually not just um going out and actively be involved but actually taking it quite personally it seems to be this is like a personal thing now that we need to make sure that we kind of help solve and resolve and there's lots there's been lots of statistics where i'm seeing a lot of children now um being noted as like rummaging in bins for Mm. food which is not what we want to hear or see Right, um, it is the end of the show. Thank you so very much, Brother Tarek, for joining us and thank you for our lovely, delightful young man. Um, your name again is, give it me. Hussamuddin. Hey, I like it when you announce your name on station. It makes you, it makes you part of the family now. Um, and thank you so very much for everybody that's contributed on today's show. Sister Karima Bintdowd and Sadaf Chowdhury. Um, thank you for listening in. The repeat of the show is 8pm. Charita- charitable... Um, Charity Awareness Week um, will always continue, I feel. You know, it's not something that stops just because it's um, noted as a a mark or a day or uh, in a week. Now, we are heading off to the end of the show now. And inshallah, I'll be back on the station Monday from 10 till 12. And that will be the Urban Cube. And thank you, Brother Tarek, for joining us. As-salamu alaykum and cash repeat at 8pm today. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at InspireFM Luton.